Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Star Wars Visions. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello, hello. And Noma. Hello there. How are we doing today, guys? Decent. Yeah. Coming out of a heat uh, heat wave and uh, feeling good, yeah. <laughs> as I heard. I mean, maybe. Pretty global. So probably, probably this yeah. Week. Yeah. Seems nice. like it's, it's most North America that's suffering with us. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's fair. But yeah, Ed, what are we talking about today for Star Wars Visions? Today we are discussing the events of Visions Season 2, Episode 9, Owl's Song. Uh, we're going to talk about what happened, what, and then if we spotted any Easter eggs in the episode that relate to the canon, any canon or other Legends material, because Visions is really good at recognizing both. Um, we'll point them out, as many as we found. And if we missed any, or if there's a significant or deeper meaning to one that we may gloss over, please feel free to contact us. Let us know what your feelings on MR, where you know the Easter egg from, anything like that, and get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. There's many ways to do so, and we'll let you know a few of those right now. If you miss any of these, we will repeat them at the end of the episode. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, as always, one of the easiest ways is our website, that is voiceoftheforce.com. Uh, we've also got our email, which is connect at voiceoftheforce.com. Social media, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both is at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing listener base and is very much appreciated. You can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us in five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and you can get and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Uh, and as always, we are on Twitch. That is usually twice a week right now, uh, Tuesdays at 10 p.m. EST. Uh, that is me and Roomba Friend doing our best at whatever variety games that uh, we try our hands out. I think we're going back to Zomboid. So if you want to see us suffering again, uh, as we go with my third death and Roomba's 20th, uh, <laughs> <laughs> seeing if we can finally get to the police station after we lost a bunch of stuff. Uh, it was a very depressing last episode, but I think enough time has passed for it to be good. Speaking uh, not, of that, yeah. I actually saw one of your episodes on YouTube. Oh, I don't yeah. know if he posted it or anything like that. It might have been, yeah. You're able, you're able to see the sprites. I've, the fact that he made you like a, a hamster or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Was he, couldn't, he, couldn't find, he couldn't find my actual image. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I do remember Roomba saying he was going to be posting his stuff on YouTube, but that's great. Yeah, um, I, I, I was one of the three watches, I think, on it, but I watched it really like almost <laughs> nice. as soon as it was put up because I went looking for it just to be like, if I miss a stream or anything like that, it's right, posting on YouTube. That. I'm oh, yeah. not sure how often that will be, so that's something you got to find out on the Twitch stream live. But it gives you more insights yeah. to check it out. And if you are curious, you can go bug, uh, well, not bug, but you can go uh, ask Roomba Friend about that. Uh, that's at Roomba Friend on Twitter. Um, and then on f- Fridays and most Saturdays, uh, I'm also recording at 6 p.m. EST my Star Sim games with the 91st. Uh, those are pretty fun. Uh, we're doing something a little bit interesting, which is. Uh, if you've been catching any of our streams so far or the VODs, uh, the 91st Mobile Reconnaissance Force has uh, executed Order 66. And nice. so we have brought down the Jedi Menace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so currently, uh, we are bringing peace, security, and prosperity to our new empire. Uh, so if you want to see a bunch of clones, uh, Republic clones turned Imperial clones, uh, the two 
things that we've the two operations we did this week as the Empire were destroying a final outpost of the CIS. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then a very interesting operation that was our Saturday operation where we were hunting down a clone commando unit that had turned traitor. Hey, Bad Batch. Getting, yeah, except the, there was a little bit less main character clone commandos getting out of that operation alive. Yeah, that's fair. Ah, right. nice. <laughs> no they armor now. Even if they one-tapped my saber twice, which was very so annoying. Funny. I think I see a... Okay, cool. The tank's dead. Bail. Yep, that was Wrecker. <laughs> <laughs> No, they all had them. It was oh, ridiculous. No. But yeah, it was, a, it was a very fun operation overall. I got to learn a little bit about uh, why you don't scout with the tank first. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> very fun times. Uh, but yeah, you can find us there over at twitch.tv slash voiceforcegaming. And uh, yeah, we'll be trying to, I think, add in some other times as well for various other Star Wars or non-Star Wars related games. And yeah. Thank you, guys. And with that said, let's get into the episode and the credits for the... Uh people who worked on it. <laughs> ah, Kratos' ship? Mm. Ah, she must be checking in with port security. She'll be here soon. Mm. Oh, she's here. Ah. Mm. Remember to keep your distance, Aou. Yeah, so, as we said at the top, this is Visions Season 2, Episode 9, the final episode, Aou's Song. Uh, so the animation studio is Triggerfish Animation. Uh, I'll have a little bit of information on them later on. And the writers were Nadia Daris and Daniel Clark. The directors were also Nadia Daris and Daniel Clark. And the music was by Marcus Wormstorm, which is an awesome last name. Right. Uh, as totally. always, if I've mispronounced anybody's names, I do apologize for that. Uh, yeah, we were talking about it a little bit uh, in the earlier episodes of this season. But this is the uh, episode that is done by the African studio, Triggerfish. I nice. immediately in my head, as soon as I heard Triggerfish animation, I thought it was Hawaiian. Um, oh, OK. But the Triggerfish in general is a reef fish. So Africa makes sense, too. Uh, but yeah, overall, there is something very interesting about the animation of this episode that I ended up looking into, because uh, I was very curious what style they were using, but uh, putting the cart in front of the horse at this point. So let's do the synopsis. So this is, I think, the only Visions episode that we've seen, really, that gives us like a title crawl, kind of explaining the story a little bit. Almost like a solo it. opening where like it has like specific things yeah, that it's, happen it's not, like it's, it's, it's not comes the up. classic scroll text from star wars it's more of just like chunks of of exposition that come up but yeah we're basically told um about the planet corba and how it's basically a giant uh kyber crystal mine um however the sith came in at some point and corrupted all the kyber so now they still mine it but they uh they need the jedi to purify the crystals before they can use them for stuff um, so from there, we see the main character, Ao, and she's basically scaling a cliff. And this was the first part where I got very confused about what animation style this was. Um, she gets to the top. She starts to sing a song, uh, you know, kind of foreshadowing what this entire episode is going to be about and what, you know, the title of this episode is. Uh, so from there, we basically 
see a ship come in to the planet's atmosphere. Al gets excited, runs off to talk with her dad, who is, I guess, like head miner or chief miner of, uh, you know, this area of Korba. Um, we get a little bit of a thing where he basically says, um, oh, you know, yeah, I guess that means that, uh, you know, she's here again. Uh, they're kind of eating happily while they're talking about this. And he tells her, like, don't don't get too close. You know, uh, this is like adult stuff. So she's kind of, I was kind of playing around inside the ship. She gets curious, goes up to um, see what they're talking about. And it turns out to be, uh, you know, uh, Ao's dad is talking to the Jedi um, about the kyber crystal and how it's corrupted. And um, as she sees the kyber crystal, Ao can like feel the connection through the force between her and the crystal. So she tries to, to sing to it a little bit. Um, that gets her noticed. She falls off the thing that she was, the wood pile she was standing on top of. Um, we get a little bit of a talk between her and the Jedi. It's very clear the Jedi has realized that there's force sensitivity in her. Um, and yeah, uh, basically her dad just kind of wraps up the whole thing. The uh, Jedi goes into town for some stuff and Ao's dad reveals that um, her, he thinks that her song is dangerous because when she sang to the Kyber Crystal, it burned his the glove that he was uh, holding the crystal with. So a little bit of fatherly protection. And then they go into town for their respective jobs. Um, we see Ao's dad go off to the mines and Ao is, I guess, taking care of animals. Um, she pulls off what is the largest, cutest tick I've ever seen in my life. It was like, oh, God, that's great. I mean, it's cute, but Jesus. It's like a wart on the thing. Yeah. It's massive. It's, it's like a stone. Yeah, right? Like, I, I was like, I don't understand why this has cute, been cutified, but sure, why not? Um, <laughs> yeah, right? It looks like an orbalisk at that point. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But, uh, yeah, so um, one thing leads to another. She decides to, to go sneak off to the mines so she can see the crystals again. Um, she does so, gets down to a, little, a couple of uh, hijinks along the way. Um, she basically makes it to the bottom of the crystal cavern and, like, sees all the crystals and starts seeing to them all. That causes, like, a chain reaction that um, Ao's dad has to save her from, where the, the mine, it looks like, collapses. Um, the bridge goes out. Ao's dad looks like he's about to fall. Uh, as he basically does, Ao tries to save him, falls as well. Typical Star um, Wars death. Or conundrum. I mean, most, of the, most of the time, they're non-deaths. Or but yeah, conundrums. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? Yeah, How exactly. are the Jedi so, going to see off of this clip, yeah. 101. So, so, yeah, the Jedi pulls an Azula from Avatar Last Airbender and oh, uses yeah. her lightsaber to, like, yeah, or, like slow her fall, get to the Ventress bottom, well. caps them both. Yeah, yeah and Ahsoka. Well. I mean, everyone, the lightsaber. <laughs> the cla- the everyone Jedi. recently has been doing yeah, this. Yeah. Classic female <laughs> Jedi jumping down a cliff. Um, but yeah, so she catches Ao and her dad and then kind of uh, stops the, the rock, any of the rocks from hurting them. Um, Ao basically has the thing, it's like, oh, this is my moment, this is what I'm here for, and uh, sings to the crystals and manages to purify everything in the mine. You could say it was her um, calling. Or her song, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, basically, the Jedi is obviously amazed by this. Um, and we basically get the moment that we've had it quite a few times in this season, at least, right. Where it's the, you have to come, you have to come with me so that we can train your powers, but your dad can't come. Um, so we get that moment and then it basically cuts to Al and her dad, um, eating kind of happily on the cliff side one last time. Um, you know, her, she tells her dad, like, I'll miss you. And you know, her dad's basically like, Oh, don't worry. I'll always be with you. Um, and then they part ways and it, that's basically where it ends. Um, yeah, overall, it's it's a very kind of like 
most of the vision stuff it's it's been a very kind of simple plot but executed very well um the thing that confused the hell out of me for the first like three to five minutes um was i was trying to figure out if it was claymation or pure 3d because there were a lot of like there's a lot of little and I, i'm I sure it was only like crazy people like me who notice it yeah that was like um, felt wasn't it on top of the it clay seemed like it like sax boy kind of Almost. Almost, right? But but there were little things that didn't make sense to me if it was or either it was it would have been like insanely high quality if it had been claymation. Like there's parts when I was walking and you can see her bags moving counter to her own movement, which yeah. is uh like insane for, for any kind of stop motion claymation stuff. So I was like, okay, so it's three D, but it looks like it's um I'm pretty sure it's it was clay. But no, like it it so basically when I ended up looking into it, because it was a whole thing where I was like, I cannot understand if this is 3D trying to be yeah. claymation, stop motion, or if it's just amazing, it's amazing, the amazing. Shit out of you. You're like, oh, I need um, to know. Yeah. yeah. And so from what I've what I then saw diving into uh, Triggerfish, um, it was what I thought, where it is 3D animation that is made to look like uh, claymation interesting because you even have like the, the low frame rate too of like the kind of stuttering movements yeah, there, a little there, bit which is interesting there aren't there are, are almost no in-betweens in yeah. this. it's all mostly Frame. keyframes yeah. and um kind of like secondary keyframe like there are a, a couple there are some very smooth motions in it but for yeah the most part, oh yeah um and yeah so it, it, they did a really really good job with it you know I, it's been a long time since i've been confused watching something trying to figure out how they did it. Um, but yeah, going into it a little bit more, Triggerfish Animation Studios is, uh, and it does also say within their own bio, a computer animation film studio. Uh, so its original uh, production location is Cape Town, South Africa. So that's the kind of um, Triggerfish Prime, as it were. And then they've got a secondary animation studio in Galway, Ireland, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, the biggest kind of interesting thing for me was that this is another studio where i've seen basically nothing that they've done it seems like the majority of their stuff is either aimed at um things that are I, i'm too old for to be blunt um or mostly south african um material so because there, there was one that i i recognize the name um but i haven't seen it because they worked on a feature film called the uh Adventures in Zombesia, which I've heard of for its uh, kind of kind of the same stuff, kind of really pushing and having some really amazing looking 3D stuff. But um, I just hadn't seen that one because it was aimed at kids, uh, kids age stuff from what I've I want to uh, see Zog just because of the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've done a lot of stuff. So there's also uh, Kizazimoto, Generation Fire. Uh, Kia and the Kamonja Heroes. This is all TV stuff. Super Team 4, Snail and the Whale, um, Zog, Highway Rat. But yeah, like I said, these are all things that, uh, from everything I've found online of them, are aimed at uh, for kids. Um, so Seal Team, Kumba, Adventures, like I said, Adventures in uh, Zambezia. Um, yeah, it, it's something where, again, I, I've mentioned this with some of the other episodes we've done, but now I'm interested in um, looking into the other things that they've done and learning a bit more because they did an awesome, awesome job. This, in kind of the same sense as 
what was it called? Race to Darkhead, Deathhead. Um, in the same style that I was saying, that one blew me away in terms of how many different art styles it resembled. Ao's song really blew me away. It, it's beautiful. This is a really, really pretty episode. Um, just the vibrant colors that they're using, the fact that they're using a lot of pastel tones that really jump out and are very saturated, so you can get a real, real richness um, for just how it, it really makes the world feel alive and it really draws your attention to every little thing that they're doing. Even there's certain characters that have doled out colors. There's one part where I was walking through the market um, and there's like a, their version of like, it, it was like a Mandalorian or a bounty hunter. He's got like the T visor and this very kind of squat helmet. Um, and his colors are really washed out, but he really stands out because of that. And so I thought stuff like that was really cool. Um, it, it is something where I'm not, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to claim to be an expert on like African culture or any of those kinds of things, but um, from what little I do know, the the very vibrant, very saturated colors, because um, it's a region where dyes are so, the pigments they use for the dyes are so strong and so, um, I keep saying vibrant over and over again, but that's really the best way I can it's describe it. It's like the only it. way to say it, yeah. Um, they, they pop so well. Like it, it you can kind of see those um, note cultural notes coming out in Ao's song. Uh, but yeah, that's my kind of artistic, artist, artist, artistic spiel. He's having a stroke, uh, everybody. I'll, I'll be, we'll be right back I, after this message. I didn't need my brain. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of my artistic spiel on, into uh, most of our song. Um, yeah, what did you guys think? I just wanted to quickly say they do have some cool uh, courses on their website as well. There's like a Triggerfish Academy where you cool. can like learn to make your, if you would like the stop motion stuff, you can make your first stop motion animation. Uh, some uh, making animated short film of a 2D short film, animation editing, and animation storyboarding. So if anybody's interested in that, there's some course. I don't know if they're free or not, but there's some courses on their website if uh, I, people are interested. I would so. be shocked if they Probably were free. Not free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I, I don't am, know. Depending on currency they're using in exchange yeah. rates, it could be damn well near, but mm, yeah, depending true. on where you are in the world, it is. But going back to this episode, Ed, did you want to start us off? You go for it. Sure. I had a couple, to uh, a couple notes, but it was just... You go ahead. I mean, yeah, like learning that it was uh, 3D animation and in the stop motion style, that kind of threw me for a loop a little bit because I, I was almost positive it was like stop motion the way it was me too. like yeah. animated. But mm. I mean, it was really well done. All the models were clean. I thought it was an interesting choice to put the faces on the like the models as like almost drawn on for the, uh, the little girl, Ow, and then I believe the Jedi's face was also, like, drawn on, pretty much. Um, I did I did like the designs of, like, the ship that came in with the Jedi, the, mm -hmm. like, the the creature that Ow was taking care of when her dad went to work. I don't know what it was, but it was, like, this, like, dumb-looking elephant-ish kind of thing. It was a cow elephant. Yeah, it was, yeah. it's like, is it a nerf? Maybe? Um, and then there's some other just fun little designs and stuff. The environment was really well done. The the way she, that it showed, like her song affecting the vo the force and like purifying the crystals and like how it like it like resonated. I guess is the best way to put it with the crystals, right? Yeah. So like you see the one and it like starts to resonate. And there's a connection and just showing that. And at the end, when everything starts to glow red and then starts to get purified uh, blue or white, I thought that was really well done and like it just. Everything in this episode, I was not expecting how beautiful this episode was going to look. 
just because of like oh it's like almost like a claymation kind of thing like you're gonna make all your sets out of that so like that's gonna make it like less i guess there's gonna be less set because you have to make so much so much of it and you don't want to basically put you know too much but they, they had like i don't know like four or five separate sets but it's all digitally created so you can really get in there with the details um and i really appreciated that um I mean, I guess I'll jump in quick with the, the cast. Um, I know for a fact I'm going to mess up the entire cast here with their names, so <laughs> I'm going to do my best. Um, we have Impilo Jontije, and he did um, the narration, sorry, the dialogue voice of... Um, I think it's a little girl. Of Ao, yeah, or she, sorry. Um, and she's coming up in a new TV show called Coco the, Mon the Money Bunny. So that's her <laughs> first credit is Star Wars, which is really impressive. <laughs> I mean, she didn't talk too much, but I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. um, we do also have Danio Dutois, which uh, they did this singing for Al. And she was in Kia and the Kimoja Heroes, Headspace, and Star Wars Visions. Okay, so um, someone who's worked with Triggerfish before. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. We have Tumisho Masha, and she, or he, sorry, voiced uh, a bot, which was the dad. And uh, he was in Catch a Fire, Beyond Borders, The Wild, and Mandela's Gun, all of which are like TV series or movies. So okay. I think this is his first animation from what it looks like. Um, we have Cynthia. Oh, I just closed the tab. Let me open that again. Cynthia Erivo, who has been the voice of Kratu, which was the Jedi. And uh, they're known for Harriet, Bad Times at the El Royale. Widows and Chaos Walking. Also, I believe, only in... Oh, no. Uh, Fraggle Rock, Back to the Rock. Oh, she was wow. in Pinocchio. Um, Boss Baby, Back in Business. I guess that's the sequel. <laughs> um, so that's nice. good. Um, and, yeah, that's basically it. One more. And then last one is Faith ba Baloy. Baloy. Um, played as a two which was... I don't know who Atu is. Atu was helping out uh, Abats. In oh, the mines. yeah, okay. Oh, the guy okay. that was just, like, next the to him? The assistant, yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. that was... Uh, they're in Blood, Psalms, Flatland, The Domestic, and Star Wars Visions. So, not the too domestic. much, but enough credits to get you into Star Wars. So there you go. Yeah. Ed, did you want to continue the uh, discussion here? Absolutely. The... So, while knowing one for the visuals, sort of, and Danny did a mix, it was the score behind everything that was getting mm. to me because every time I found this very reminiscent, I don't know, it's not really an Easter egg, but I found it very reminiscent of all the episodes. So in, this is, includes Clone Wars, um, the main series titles, everything like that. Anytime one of the main characters has some kind of force connection or something like that, there's a, there's a low, like, mm. I don't know, I'm trying to pinpoint the instrument, but of the sections, it almost feels like it's woodwind in the sense where it's all, or it could be a woodwind, it could be a brass, depending on darker light on um, to what your affiliation, I guess, is. Mm. And when you hear it, it always started from something to out, and then her response with the song. Oh, right? true, true. And so it was, it was, it was like a calling, yeah. calling. I saw it as like, 
it was like the dark spawn and a gray warden it was like Ooh, something like yeah, that yeah. where like she was constantly being called constantly being called and like maybe i don't think kratu heard it like that and it made me think of um the high republic and mm. how they really were just and this is something i love from the high republic actually where every jedi is seeing and interpreting the force as a different definitely thing. got that vibe in this yeah. one right and so for they said in that opening crawl it's becoming harder and harder for the jedi to do this and to find them to purify these crystals mm. and like they bring one to kratu being like we need your help right versus like and she's like all right i'm gonna need some time to do this mm. meanwhile the whole the whole the whole everything was just like yeah i could sing to it it's gone but yeah. what frustrated me was that like Every time she attempted to sing to it, it was like Grim Joe trying to use his his release and get <laughs> interrupted by something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three times. The unfinished song, yeah. Because she was doing it every time. The first time with the with the with the cliff in the distance and everything to see where they were, it was just like mm. you're hearing the call from this distance. Yeah. So yeah. imagine how powerful it's gonna be when you're there and you're already singing back to it. Okay, you're there's the crystal in your house and you're right there. And you barely let something out before it starts freaking out. Being just like, it almost felt like the crystals were being like, uh, the the thought bomb, like yeah, when yeah. all those souls are trapped into it, and Kyle mm. has to go release them. It was yeah. like something. It reminded me of something like that, where like maybe that's the torture, and her song is relieving that. But as soon as it's cut short, it freaks out, being like, I was so close. What are you doing? And yeah. then the rage and the pain and everything comes back, which caused the burn in in um, Rabat's hand, right? So here seeing that and everything was just like this is okay, this is a powerful stuff. This is like the antithesis to the force scream. This is the force song. You know, mm. like if a oh, Sith were to yeah, scream yeah. at you and you sang back, it would just completely dissipate, mm. sort of thing. So I found that really cool. And then I was thinking more like a Viking metal for the Sith, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so once once she follows and goes, you know, like, you know what, I'm brushing this nerf blue nerf (laughs) and it's just like you know what no i'm gonna i'm gonna go follow them i'm gonna go there and as she's seeing like yes they probably would have been mad but if it was just like the force already called you be like yeah that's an entrance but there's a better one down here Mm. the slip and the tumble and everything very reminiscent of a padawan trying to do trying to be clever trying to do something or just trying to follow their instincts on Mm. that it's just like yeah you almost died but you're right for following it go in the way they shone and they never seemed to be harmful to her, which is something I found very interesting about them. Cause it was like, it, it reminded me of like a weapon where it's just like, when it's not being wielded, it's not going to harm anybody. It's just dangerous. Right. If you pick it up and do some mad with it, but they're there and they're almost like pleading to her, like help us. That's what I was thinking kind too, like thing, with a right? song. Right. Mm-hmm. So as soon as, and I hated it because she started to sing there. You could see all of them like dancing and glittering and everything like that. And they were starting to harmonize and it was just like, yeah. it's working, it's working. What are you doing down there? Fuck you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> and of course, all of them start freaking out, being like, go yeah. away. We're going to seal it off so you can't get in, but you yeah. can't get out so you can help us. And then, oh God, we sealed you in here. We're sorry. Right. So him helping her, of course, yes, to do that. But I love that action jump because you expect Kratzi to show up somehow, but it's just like, she was giving her that nudge when she tells her, yeah, yeah, we should all follow what we should. Follow. <laughs> you hear the calling, you should follow it. Yeah. So she definitely, I'll be here a fortnight watching you yeah. because I felt the connection mm. and the force let's test you out, right? What, what's your trial going to be? And so from there, being that distant watcher, anything like that, I wish 
they would have shown her like briefly in background things, just like just, oh, yeah. just that would have been fun. So that her entrance there wouldn't have seemed so like, well, this is very Deus Ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the script says we need you to save them. Yeah, <laughs> right. So it's just like okay, the whole slide down was really cool. I love, I love the fact that she didn't slow down that much after she did it. It was kind of just controlled slide to be like, I'm gonna mm. kick off. It's not just a free fall. Like, yeah. Oh god, yeah, because mm. they were already free falling. So like, I need to get down there first, catch them put the barrier up which i was just like we're seeing that barrier come up more and more now love it since since mm. the mandalorian and everything like that which is really cool um but to have in that moment it was just like the scarf was like the only thing that was just like you don't talk to people you don't really communicate you do a little burst here and there here and there but after she takes it off sings purifies and everything we she's actually talking with her. we can hear her talk more you know, that like that was the symbolism of us like I'm not going to be silent anymore. I've chosen what I want to do. Yeah, that's the thing throughout I'm, it. Yeah, the I dad, love the, the dad like put the the cloth in front of her face when he went off to work. Yeah, like, to she had, like a little don't collar, talk right? To anybody, don't say to anybody. Yeah. You know, you almost like you're being collared. He's scared of, of it, right? Is, and, but this is her ripping away that collar, being like, "I'm ready to embrace whatever my destiny is," which is great. Point, which is echoes the the exact words of what the Jedi was saying. So it was just like I. All the music for it, all the tones for it. Every time you heard, that was what I found with the red kyber crystals. That was tr- it was more tragic than evil. Yeah. When they were just like, we didn't choose this. This wasn't chosen for us, but this happened to us. Mm-hmm. Help us do something. Whereas I can only imagine, like, if it was being wielded by a Sith or anything like that, that'd be something I'd love to see. Where it's just like you're wielding a crystal, I'm just gonna purify it while you're still wielding it. What? That'd be kind of cool. Oh yeah. Right. It just started making me think of all these different branching thoughts. And I was just like, that would be pretty... It's, it's the next best thing to shutting somebody's lightsaber off with the force. You'd be like, you're not yeah. ready for me. Yeah. Um, so it was I, just... I like... Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, I like how you thought of, like, an actual, very cool, like, universe-appropriate way to use that power. Because the thought in my head was like, okay, so if Al purified all those crystals... Does that mean, like, I just had this image in my head of a Sith, like, walking in with a boombox that's, like, blasting fucking, like, Linkin Park on, like, Nine Inch Nails and just <laughs> hurling it into the cave? Yeah. And just they all turn red. red. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't need to bleed them. You just make them listen to Linkin Park and you're good. <laughs> oh, God. That's enough. Just pop a roach. Just pop yeah. a roach. Just place a pop a roach and we're all good. Yeah. Fucking uh, My Chemical Romance. Yeah. <laughs> God, they wouldn't even like burst out. They'd burst out and just be like a shower of blood at the same time. <laughs> fuck. They'd be using rivers of blood just in Star Wars universe. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. No, um, but it was I I again I've been surprised by so many episodes this season where you go into it thinking like, all right, I'm gonna I'm about to watch Requiem for a Tuesday. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> like yes, I got you. I there you spent- go. Spent <laughs> months on this. I said it was better than Avatar, Avatar. <laughs> but we did get Avatar, which is great. Uh, yeah, right. So I uh, know I was I was really impressed by it, and mm. this season as a whole, like from the first season being all Japan to this season being the world, or more mm. more so the world. It was yeah, just absolutely. Like, it was impressive and kind of I like saying well gratifying to see that like your thoughts and ideas and takes on Star Wars are not that different from somebody halfway, if not the whole way across the world than you. Mm-hmm. 
where you see what it means to so many people and what everybody takes away from it. And I just actually yesterday I was at a uh, a birthday party for their kid, and there was a uh, one of the kids there brought his bag, his books, his toys, all Star Wars. <laughs> I had a blast. I as soon as I saw that Good. stuff, I went up to him and I was just like, "You got Star Wars books? You got anything? You got a Tie Fighter? You got the, who's your favorite? You got a favorite?" And he's like, "Obi Wan." I'm just like, "Why is Obi Wan your favorite?" And he went into this whole spiel and everything like that. But Although, even from the voice, the, it's a six-year-old. He's seen everything already. Mm-hmm. Loves it to death. And it's just like, well, what? Hope. All that stuff. And everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, it hits you from that age. So no matter whether you're six, In perspective, that's like a grade one student, grade two student. However, yeah. So yeah. it's just like, it gives you that idea of just like, that message is so simple. So simple to convey. Mm. That like watching something like Visions where you feel that Visions you get is that a from great, all of them. Great part it's of it. Perfect. So great idea on the studio to make this series a thing, and for allowing people to take their own creative liberties with it was the biggest mm. thing because we you really get to see what it means to people through, like Noma said, through the art and how you display your art, whether it be three D claymation what else have we seen this whole series animation everything like that it's mm. whatever however you choose to portray it whatever music you choose to use it, whatever colors you choose yeah. to we've had vibrant in this one whereas a couple episodes ago we had dull and muted and mm. it still works like there's so many different ways to show star wars yeah there, and, there's there's honest oh sorry okay no, there's honestly only one animation style i i as far as I can think, we haven't seen so far. However, that animation style is what I also call the pinnacle of insanity next to original 2D animation style. So I don't really expect to ever see if I did see something like that in Star Wars. So um, there is a I think it's still on YouTube. There's an animation called The Old Man and the Sea, and it is oh, okay, a yeah. telling of The Old Man and the Sea. However, the animation, every single frame is an oil painting. Oh no. yeah, like like I said, it's, the it's almost like seen. silent movie at that point. Kinda right. It it's amazing. It's one of the best animations I've ever seen because every single shot is twenty four oil paintings. Every single thing is like pure. It, there's no other way to get that aesthetic across. Mm. Um, do I, would I love to see that in Star Wars? Of course. Do I think it would happen? Not really. Um, it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah, in a lot you, of years. Yeah, yeah, it would be insane. But I mean, yeah, you're you're right with that. It is in terms of I think what is like every every major facet of animation has now been shown through visions, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, Except for VR. Yeah, but even VR, that's 3D anime. Yeah, uh, like, is, I see what yeah, you mean. Yeah. But, that'd be interesting, um, yeah. though, like a VR version of Visions. Hell, yeah, Hardcore I, Henry. That'd be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. Were to do that. They need to do an interactive season, kind of like how... Um, like Choose Your Own Adventure kind of thing? Exactly, how um, Black Mirror did uh, Bandersnatch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, where you could really drive the plot along if you so choose. But the, again, that's a lot of work because you have to film... And well, maybe not film at this point, but you have to animate every single one of those choices. Mm. So it would effectively, effectively, it could be a whole season, like in one. You just you'd put out a Visions movie yeah. instead. Right? Or what was the? And this isn't even like an animation. This is just a different form of showing media. What was that one game 
that came out like parallel to a TV show. Quantum Break. Like, yeah, Quantum Break. That was it. Like I, I guess like that as well could be like the only other thing. But yeah, I mean at this point it's it's you know, if they do Vision season three, I guess that's the question, right? Do we stick with or we do they stick with um, you know, keep continuing to do traditional stuff? They've done Japan, they've done the world, what's next? Mm-hmm. Right. Are we are they gonna push the boundary even farther? But then if that's the case, who are you getting to do that? Because you have to get major studios at this point. Mm-hmm. Like at this at this point, the next season would basically be experimental. Yes. Um, and what would even that look but like? That's real de- Disney territory right now. So it's like we yeah. let Japan do it, we let yeah. the world do it. Now let us take those ideas and do something with it. Y- y- what Which I immediately right. What I immediately thought of, and I don't hate it. it I just I, I I can't think of more than like two or three ideas for it. Star Wars Fantasia would be oh. like that kind That'd of that'd be kind of interesting. Right? Mickey Mouse doing his yeah. yeah. Right? The first Disney flop, fun fact. Um, was it really? Was, yeah, well, so everybody remembers Fantasia in 1999, right? Like, that's that's our Fantasia. Yeah. That's not when it came out. Uh-huh. It came out in, like, this... Uh, I might be wrong because it's been a while, but it came out in, like, the 60s. Okay. And nobody was ready for it in the 60s. Um, and so, yeah, it was, like, the first big Disney fail. Um, and then they released it 30 years later, and it was amazing. Like, everyone loved it. For its time, I suppose. Yeah, I only no, saw it in clips from other. You know when they played things when you put a VHS in. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Some other things. That's <laughs> the, the way only all Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the only Fantasia for I've seen. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Who's yeah, is this? it's it's very interesting. Like if you go back and watch it now, mm-hmm. um, it is it still holds up. It still looks like you know classic A tier Disney animation. But yeah, for when it came out, they just people weren't ready for it. Wasn't yeah. Magic Mickey in like Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, that's okay. the one. Well, it's it's not him. It's the it's magician's it's like apprentice Merlin, or something. Yeah, and then it's the magi- yeah, it's magician's apprentice Mickey is yeah. in Birth by Sleep. Okay, when he he has the shooting star keyblade, he doesn't have the kingdom mm, key. That's cool. That's cool. D. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I don't know where A through C went, but you know. Yeah, who knows? If Whatever. you were to, they see... will release a they will release a phone game that has related uh, tradable card game information based off an AR. 2.0 thing that you'll have to have all of the information yeah. for to learn about those keyblades. <laughs> if you were to give three countries access to Star Wars to do their vision of it, what one would mm-hmm. you do? Well, each choose one as like as our like our three together. I'm trying to think of where didn't get one. Yeah, I'd say like who, Sweden who would have would access be good. Or did we get Sweden? Things like that. I don't think we. we got I don't think we got Sweden. I think Sweden got, would be interesting, or like, uh, like a Norwegian country would be fun. Because we got South America. I don't know if we got Central America, and with that, I include the Caribbean as well. Mm. Or was it Central America that we got, and not South? Because the first episode with the dual saber, red and yellow. I think that yeah. was Spain. That was Brazil, wasn't it? Oh, was it Brazil? It, it was, was okay. So it was a Spanish-speaking country for sure. It, it then it might have been Spain. It yeah. might have been Spain. So we might not have gotten the Americas, South, South, and Central. We haven't gotten yet. Yeah. Um. You said Norwegian. Yeah, I don't think we got them. It it depends too because something. I have to correct myself. It's, it's, Brazil doesn't speak Spanish. They speak Portuguese. Speak Portuguese. Yeah. That was my bad. <laughs> 
Um, my uh, my girlfriend just as, just well, corrected me on that. Spanish, she's like, don't speak country, Spanish, you idiot. That's like crampy Brazil. <laughs> so, but, commenters, um, chill. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Here, here's the thing. It's, yeah. it's a loaded question just because of some of the things that it portrays and how it might be perceived in countries. So mm. there may be some things about Star Wars that some countries just, by whatever laws or regional things, whatever, can't show or won't show. And that way it's, it won't fit into the all-encompassing of what Disney is trying to do. Mm. So that But if you had may... to choose? Uh, mine would be France. We saw France already. Yeah, however, we you didn't see the studio, studio I wanted oh, to see. Oh, okay. Which one did you want to see? <laughs> um, I want to see Ankama mm. do okay. one. Uh, the, I we know. They're, they're, I don't think anybody here knows it, but so they released an a... I, I would call it an anime. Okay. I don't know if everybody would, but they released uh, an anime called Dofus. And Dofus is real good. It's like one of the first, or sorry, I think Wakfu is the anime. I think Dofus is the game it's based off of. Okay. Um, let me just double check. But anyways, um, yeah, they, they, were ba- they basically did a bunch of games and then they uh, released an anime off of those games. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Wakfu. Wakfu and Dofus are basically the two main ones. Um, it's real good. It's some of the first stuff that's like 3D anime, but it's not quite. Like it is, it's it's both. It's that mix of like 3D stuff with traditional 2D. Okay. okay. Um, and I I haven't watched it in a long time, but I it, it's really good. Um, I always thought it was done very, very well. It's a unique style um, too, eh? Uh, For, yeah, uh, yeah know, I'd say whatever, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very cool. It's very colorful. Um, looks very cool. Like, um, it looks very unique, especially for, for stuff based off of anime. Um, so I'd love to see them do something with visions and kind of use that color and that style that they're really known for to, uh, do something with. But in terms of like a country that nobody's done, yeah, we'd have to start looking, or at least for me, I, I think to myself, like, I need to start thinking of, animation styles that i haven't seen a lot of and, sure. and honestly most of what we've seen here has hit like every they did a really good job of hitting like all of the well to not as well known mm. um different animation styles like for sure yeah i can't really think of, of well just even perspectives other, right like, even not just animation styles because you can double up an, yeah for, more yeah. just like, like cultural perspectives right i would say egypt That'd be fun. Mm. Just because of... Yo, like pyramids the... and stuff in Star Wars would be really cool. Like going to like well, a Sith temple or something. Well, not just pyramids, but I'd love to see them have takes on like the like the Egyptian pantheon, I'll mm. call it. Mixing, mixing Greek and Egyptian at that That'd be really point. cool. But, mm. it, it'd be interesting to see how they could portray that as just like, you know, Mark Aragnos, evil Sith from way long ago mm. was just like, uh tet or tet or something mm. like that you know or, or like how horus would have been like the first like thai jedi something or whatever like i, I don't know it would it mm. or how that would affect like the culture of a planet in star wars and mm. what they would be feared and things like that like you know somewhere that you have like a big religious presence but or mythic presence at that point so like something like, like Korriban would Egypt be cool or greek or greece or something like that would be really interesting to see yeah that's true that's true um but we, did we get one in like italy did we get an italian one we did this time be... 
Yeah. It might have been Greece, maybe. But we, no, I I don't think we got anything from the Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Yeah. Oh, no. so, yeah, that'd be kind of so cool. I'd love to see something like that because I mm. think we get more of like an Assassin's Creed kind of uh, vibe, kind of feel to it more so mm. at that point than where fun. you could say like somebody has who has the force has been blessed by somebody who mm. instead of being like Zeus or Horus is like the in-universe yeah. deity I mean, of that planet or something. Yeah, if we're going off stuff like that, it could also be cool to see like a Jedi leading like a, a cohort. Like the Mongols or something. Yeah, like a post order 66 yeah, like a, kind like of a, thing. Like a Roman Legion kind of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like it would just give you a Clone Wars vibe and something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Do the old hyperspace wars and do like that oh, kind of world absolutely world. like uh, Ula Keldroma and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yes. That'd be pretty sick. <laughs> Nomi Sunstrider, all them. Yeah, I love that series. Man. I'm going to ask a quick question about the season. Overall, yes. did you like it more, less, or the same as the first season? I don't think I liked it any more or less. I was just happily surprised with a lot of what was put out and the effort that went into it. Mm. It was a really, really, I'm grateful for it. I'm really thankful for it and what they did. I, cu I couldn't, I'm not disparaging the other season by saying I like it more because that season and the studios that did that had their own ideas mm. that I don't think I could call one better than the other because they're all everyone's different spin on a different idea. Did mm. I like them all? Yes, 100%. Not one more than the other. The only one I think that would get a bump down would probably be Tatooine Rhapsody. But more so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys are like, uh, yeah. It's not that I don't no, like I know, it. It's I know. just like... Musicals are not my thing to begin with. I would mm, watch power them. music will, can change Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, I will end up singing along sometimes, but it's just like, is it the thing I want to see when it comes to Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out know, of like, out of everything we saw, that one and the um, the Rebel race this season, oh, with, uh, <laughs> yeah, are, like, are the, yeah, are the most are like the highest candidate for like, this is the only one that can't really fit in the universe. Yeah. In, in either episode's case. Just yeah. be, they got like Tatooine Rhapsody. I'll give more in a case that them because yeah. the, the other one, what, as soon as the mini death star came out for the black, <laughs> kind of thing, it's but like, good, you, you made one for the kids. Yeah, you start yeah. off with a really, really strong story. Kids know, it's like, that oh, that's a bad guy's sideways. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they really wanted to put you into the point. Like this is the bad guy. It, it felt like watching despicable me. A little yeah. Bit, you know? A little bit. You yeah. can enjoy it as an adult, but you're like, Oh my days. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The kids love it. It's fine. Like I'll I'll watch it any day of the week and I'll still laugh. But you see that and you're just like, <laughs> I like the perspective of this season because last season was just one country that we get all of these exactly. other countries in this one, and it really kind of puts us out of our our what we know of animation. I guess like at least Ed and I, um, yes. and like mm -hmm. cultural perspective too because you don't get to see that a lot for Star Wars, really. Um, but Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like, the only thing that I've seen that's another like country that's done stuff for Star Wars mm -hmm. is alternate book cover art for certain novels in like Spanish speaking okay. countries or other speak like other mm -hmm. language speaking countries. Um and some of the art on those things, like I wanna get that book, but I can't. It's just not possible for me to get yeah. it because it's limited edition and it's all this stuff. So see a point you make you bring up a good point, and I'd like to put something on that as well. It's it's interesting because when you keep your selection i guess in one country you still get a bunch of different perspectives but you get to see how the perspective ranges across the different studios mm. in that one area 
Yeah. So you see something that's not just a, a canvas paint of everything. It's just like, okay, well, they did this. Well, they did this. Well, why did they do this? And they did something different too. It's like, did they all know they were doing something different? They all tell them at the same time and say, go for it, which is wonderful to see that in one region alone, you get n- almost nine different ideas. Mm-hmm. You got about seven because I think Trigger did two. And I think another yeah. one did a couple as well. But like, at least from there, you got to see six or seven different looks at it even and even trigger switch there's up to be like well you lead this one and i'll lead this one okay yeah. cool and and it was the same with the other studio because the other one was um uh science saru and mm-hmm. they did the the one with the jedi droid and then that was really the final one uh akakiri with uh the very dark ending oh yeah. Um, yeah yeah but no it's a good point i mean honestly for me uh i'm not even gonna lie a huge bias it's huge incredible massive bias. like i i prefer season one um, however, I will say it's by like 3%. Like if you were like, oh, uh, oh, so you don't like season two. It's like, no, no, I like them both. I'm biased because a, you know, season one's all Japanese. I really have more history more. with yeah. season one with the studios and everything like that. Exactly. Like you grew up watching them. Exactly. Not, not only just because, um, I am Japanese. Right. But like, yeah, trigger. Studio Trigger got two episodes. I know Ed hates the twins. <laughs> I love it. I love it to death. Um, he, you've got a little bit more of an understanding of where I'm coming from. Also, now something that couldn't fit in canon, awesome. just to F- FYI. Right. At all. No. Absolutely not. Hold Breathing in space. Hyperspace lightsaber slash. In a Come on, Noma. Holdo's bullshit exists. <laughs> yes. No, even with that, even with that, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think I think the most unrealistic thing in that is the three PO with uh, the goldfish. Oh, I'm Fox sure. Thing. I'm that sure. That was so <laughs> dumb. Uh, I'm in space as a trip, but I'll wear a helmet. You're, yeah, you don't yeah. need one. This is necessary, right? What? Um, <laughs> but yeah, like um, the, for season one, did an amazing job. It was so cool seeing so many different interpretations. Kind of like what what Ed said earlier: different interpretations of Star Wars as an anime, and kind of showing what that entails i mean as much as i wasn't a huge fan of uh tob1 um i was did i just realize now it's an obi-wan reference um as much as much as i was kind of like nah this is fine it, it does harken back to a very old genre of anime right a lot of us didn't grow up with astro boy mm-hmm. most of the ozama tetsuo stuff um you know it, it it's cool to recognize how far anime in itself has come. And you can do that through Star Wars just by kind of watching this whole thing, seeing a lot of things, right? Like um, uh, Production IG, they're still around. They still do a lot of good stuff, but they're the thing they're most well-known for is Ghost in the Shell, right? Which is 90s to 2000s. Um, but yeah, like I said, this is where that bias comes from because yeah. I know all of this stuff because yes, I've spent so much time with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, is season two bad? No, of course not. There's so much stuff in it that's so cool. And kind of like what you guys have been saying as well, like in terms of the cultural stuff, yeah, it's so awesome to see how universal the aspects and the messages and the themes of Star Wars is. Um, on my end, I guess just adding on to that is just seeing more examples of well-done animation across the hemisphere. Because in kind of like a nutshell, at least for my own world, it's mostly been Eastern and Western. Um, Like, look at all the stuff Japan and South Korea are doing. Look at all the stuff America and the UK are doing. 
And so to open that up further and be like, oh, look at north or south. Yeah, exactly. Look, look at all the things, um, all the things that France and Spain and Africa are also contributing onto this, right? Um, seeing certain things where it's like looking at the differences, at least, again, this is, I think, more just purely my perspective, but looking at Journeys of the Dark Head and seeing the, the small differences that make it very in line with Japanese animation, but also have a little bit of uniqueness to itself with seeing, um, especially the, 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 I almost forgot the word statue, <laughs> the, seeing the statue heads and all that kind of stuff and, and its, its own uniqueness within this kind of already established medium. Um, it's been a real treat, and that's why I'm really curious if they do a season three. Um, where are you going to go with that? What so, What's the next creative step? I think your idea was the best one. And so far, we've been on point. We're one for one with predicting what comes next season. <laughs> so I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we get another, what, 23, 24-year gap before Fantasia yeah. raises its head again? Like... <laughs> I would be, be cool. super down. As as long as we don't go too far creative, since you already brought up a Parks and Rec uh, joke, <laughs> not, not that bar that they go to where it's like the whiskey hand lotion and like uh, the Stellosphere vodka. <laughs> I'm okay with not that. Snake we don't need to go juice. that creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, snake juice. That's a different story. This was basically rat poison. I did actually find the covers I was talking about for the their Brazilian covers. So I just want to show you guys well, quick. Um, were they from novels? Or were they yeah, from, they're from two uh, novels. So one is from a novel that's not very well regarded. It's called uh, Heir to the Jedi. It's one of the really? first novels that was uh, created, but the cover is so good. Look at that. That's awesome. So that's the Brazilian cover for Heir to the Jedi. And then there's one for a new I dawn. I remember why this one's not liked. Yeah, that's the one. This I don't, is the, the I noodles. Read it. It's the, I can't it's the Luke Skywalker it. with the noodle. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And then there's this one as well. That's for a new dawn, and I think that's amazing. Oh, that's really oh, that's cool. Really cool. I I liked our cover. The ghost this one looks great. Yeah, with Kanan and Hera and everything. It's so good. So yeah, I thought I would share those just because like the art in Brazil is just like insane. This is the Brazilian cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah, awesome. Cool. Oh, also, very small thing, just because uh, I did it did come back to me as we were talking. Mm -hmm. um, El Guidi and the Sith. That was Spain. That was Madrid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I for sure it was like because her accent and everything like that. Mm. I love the Vader guy in that one for all the good he did with his claymore lightsaber. <laughs> that that's didn't something well. where I think Visions excels at, right? Is that yeah. we had uh, the Elder with the the katana lightsabers, yeah, and yeah, Sith with the the cutlass and the claymores. Yeah, that was cool. It's like it's the it's dual all the, the dual wielding cutlass on both sides, like yes. the double bladed. It was all the fan fiction things that you could think of that were just yeah. like their official fan fiction. Now, let's say tridents. No, we're growing up. <laughs> the, the parasol, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right from Ronan. Oh god. Uh, Any other last points? Shout before? out for Ronan book. Yeah, Go if you've not listened it. to that or read it, do it. It is pretty good. As going Still off of like a fifteen-minute episode and then having this whole story behind it afterwards. It's, Which maybe, it's really good. You know what? Maybe that's the next step where it's just like novelizations you know, or e more episodes. Exactly. Either like because they tested it with Ronan, but it's like mm. either you get fan reactions or feedback from each of these. Who knows? They might go back to the studios and be like, guys, we love what you came up with. Could you do a full novel now? 
Yeah, see which ones were the most popular. Or a continuation or a sequel or something like that. And then maybe to either turn one of them into a series or the most regarded one into something. Or maybe just, you know, animate the rest of Ronin at yeah. this point. Making a whole series of it, I guess. Off the book or something. That'd be because interesting. you have the material there. Like, there's ways to keep visions going for a really, really, really long time. And in the span of 15 minutes, we probably come up with a few right there. Like, it's... It's good. It's it's something I think that was refreshing. I think it's that's something that we needed as the community. <sighs> really, where can you go from here? You have those options. You have. Yeah. I, it all depends on what Disney wants to do and how much they want to put into it. But I think with them taking, kind of like if EA were to take their reins off of companies and let them be free and barely have <laughs> their name involved, we'd we'd have some very 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 quality things oh yeah and i think that's what disney tried to do and they did it well i just don't they don't take that spin and be like well it did really well and we, we were there so no well, we just want to just take it back into ourselves yeah seriously you know the the one other thing i could see them going for for season three because especially because people have been like screaming about it yeah ever since marvel did it was like star wars infinities what if kind of thing yeah yeah um we yeah. have that though eh in like some of the graphic novels and anything like that you get the anakin skywalker what if you know you get the you get the qui-gon what if yeah all but those the big thing there is a lot of people don't read <laughs> so you know they, it, yeah. they think it doesn't exist right um I, the the amount of things that i've seen where people are yelling for that like these days and saying like yeah we've never seen darth maul fight darth vader and it's like yes we have yes we have in the comics and, yeah. and a game what are you kidding i know it was i know it was the robot Game. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. But like, it, but you could do a Vader versus, yeah. but it's Maul. not mainstream enough. But you know, oh yeah, yeah, that's what Vision shines at is is then uplifting these people <laughs> who say they're massive fans but don't actually, you know, look at yeah. what, what actually exists already. You know, Silo um, almost beat Vader by shutting him down. No, <laughs> no, how do you shut him down? He literally hit buttons. Yeah, what? He's Force. <laughs> yeah, he needs to breathe as well. So. Right, and then people would say that's dumb. But then when Obi Wan does it in the ser- in his series, yeah. smartest guy we've been saying for years. Why not just bash the machine that's right in his chest? I've been saying yeah. that for, since I was. Seven if you can years get old. to that without dying, is the, is the question? Well, that's yeah. the thing, right? But you throw a big enough rock, and he's not ready for it. He yeah, has spider senses, and he'd be like, "Oh shit, what the fuck?" Right, I'm breathing. <laughs> oh god, I needed that. Yeah. You guys ready to round out the podcast? Uh, it was a fun series. It was. Mm. I'm excited to see Nine what they do with episodes, Volume 3 when yeah. they come out with it. I hope they come out with it. Because, honestly, if they were to leave it as a, hey, they're Season 1 and 2, it's like, I wouldn't be sad. I'd be grateful mm. for what came out. Would I want more? Absolutely. But that just might encourage people to start putting their own stuff out, whether it be YouTube and diff- other yeah. media or whatever. It could be the next step. They'd have to get permission, obviously, to use the Star Wars name. But if you wrote and you put in those things like people do when you do it, it's like, oh, this is a Star Wars fan-made yeah. film, stuff like you that. Do, We're not looking for money. See, you do get to see little flashes of that. But yeah, I, I do want to see more of it. Like, there's yeah. that one um, Clone Commando short um, that's really, really... I, I I think you were the one who showed it to me, Ed. Yeah, um, it was the one where they were... It was going, like the, the Krell thing all over again, where the yeah, Emperor yeah. told them to go off and hunt the bad guys but they yeah. were just other clones yeah it was yeah, a really good so yeah you know I, I would love to see lucasfilm just be like the next step is yeah like do like fan 
done content where it's like it's not an animation studio but it's like it's just a fan that's got the chops you, to be able to do it you know ryan versus dorkman would be fucking pissed <laughs> off by this point yeah, oh, they was like you're doing this now oh my god no. <laughs> the nostalgia they will yeah. but it'd be hilarious if they did Oh man! Oh god! I'd be just resubmitting those videos. Remember those that? videos? Be like, we were we were yeah, twenty yeah. years old doing this. Really remember on stream when we when I showed you like the Clone Wars one with the 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 one clone guy and like the animation was like basically Clone Wars but like even more oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right animated three D instead of yeah uh, it was really well done. So oh that one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's right I can't remember what it's called but it's on YouTube. So. Yeah, realistic three D versus. Yeah, more cartoony. Yeah. yeah, maybe in the next one, if they do a next one, it'd be like okay. Um, depending on how well High Republic does going forward, which is like, I don't know. We may not see because we may not see visions as they might do another Pokemon thing where it's just like big release year and then fill a year and then big release year and then fill a year. True. We do have a big release year coming up. Just going back to like the business podcast side of things, where you know. We have things like the Acolyte coming out. We have parts two in progress and potentially three of High Republic coming out. There will be the comics for that. There will be the novels for that. There's going to be the TV, TV adaptations and everything. So it, it's another big year coming up for Disney and the future of Star Wars. And it needs to go well. And we're already somewhat on the fence about a few of them. So the the ball is in their court to make sure that they change minds, that they deliver coherent story, cohesive story, mm -hmm. and that we can look forward to the rest of what's going to come out. Because I don't want to be already looking forward to the next thing after I see two seconds of something and say I hate it. I don't want to do that. So here's hoping, and then we'll see going forward what happens. I think with that being said, let's get into the outro. Welcome to the outro of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to all of our episodes about Star Wars Visions Volume or Season 2. And uh, let us know what you thought about these episodes compared to Season 1 or just what you thought in general. If you're from one of these countries that have done animation this season and want to tell us a little bit more about maybe some cultural aspects that we just completely went over our heads, please do. And uh, with that being said, Ed, how can they do all that? Please, please, please look at voiceofthefource.com for all this information. But if, as Dan very well mentioned, if well mentioned, well, <laughs> well, clearly I like all the UK-based stuff. So let's start there. Right. <laughs> no, but really, if you can reach out to us with any of that stuff, it'd be amazing information. It'd be amazing things to know and share with everybody else. Connect at voiceofthefource.com is our email. Please reach out to us there. That way you can attach a bunch of different things and everything like that. If you're more comfortable with social media, we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are at VoiceForcePod. Anything that you do post or anything that we post, really, we can retweet you. You retweet us. We make it a back-and-forth relationship kind of thing. It would be awesome. But honestly, it does help with growing the listener base. It helps with fans and reaching out to the community and learning more about you guys as well. We'd really appreciate it. Like Noma said earlier, we are on Twitch. Tuesdays, 10 p.m. EST. Fridays and Saturdays, somewhere between 6 and 8 p.m. EST. Look out for those posts. Most of them will be on Instagram. Look out for those. We'll tell you when we're about to stream. And please, please join us. Come have a good time. It could be a bunch of nonsense. It could be a lot of fun. We depend on you, and we'll have the content ready to go. Please listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. If you do review us with a five-star and a comment, it really will help with visibility so that the next person you tell will be able to find us that much easier. And when you do subscribe or follow us for free, you will get the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you. And remember... I'm just going to insert Lincoln Park. Sing. Just start singing. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> We've, already, We've already done that once, though. We're going to do it again. <laughs> oh, we'll do it again. That's perfect. <laughs> because yeah, that time be. it was you and I. So yeah, we were, that's right. We, <laughs> we were going acoustic with it. He's going to put in the full thing now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Stuck, hollow and alone in the fall.